0: This is a lesson I've done before, and I try to do it around the first of the year. You can see um, from the title uh, you know what this is. This is kind of like uh, my New Year's resolution lesson, and of course since I didn't, it wasn't my turn the first week, we we're going to do it the third week. So here's the text. It starts uh, Joshua 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall uh, not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, There's some things that are repeated, some things that are uh, phrases that are kind of repeated, but one I kind of wanted to focus on, uh, and we'll talk about this later, but you have this idea of careful, do, and all. You know, and I, I and you've got it again, um, you know, careful, do, and all, and you know, you think of it in, as the phrase of uh, carefully do all. And really in thinking about what's being communicated, uh, the word careful is really Descriptive, you know, you're going to be careful because of an attitude that you've adopted. You're going to do because you've adopted the love that God's shown. You're going to do all, this idea of all, I would think would be something you would adopt because of respect or fear. So when I look at this, I see basically attitude, love, and fear, or attitude, love, and respect. You know, those are that's kind of the description, and and I don't have that really in my lesson or in, in this PowerPoint here, but I wanted y'all to have that kind of in your mind that as we go through, we're mostly just be reading, but you know why do we have this attitude why would I adopt that attitude to be careful Uh, and I would do it because of the adoption that's offered to me that I can be adopted into his family why would I adopt the love that's been shown toward me that I would do these things why would I do that because of the adoption that's been offered to me why would I uh, this idea of doing all that you know and, and you can see you know don't don't drop anything on the ground here. Be careful, diligent to do all. That's going to be because of respect. That's because uh, an idea that I'm recognizing His authority, that I'm recognizing who He is. It's going to come from that fear of God that we read. You know, this, this love of God, this fear of God, and this attitude towards God. That's going to lead to success. That's what he's telling Joshua. You will be prosperous if you have this, basically, this attitude, if you have this action, if you embrace this action that's based in love, if you do this action because of your fear and respect, because you recognize who I am as I tell you these things, that is Joshua's formula for success from God. And that's this is a one of those simple kind of three-point lessons. You know, that's going to be the content of it. But I wanted to be careful to mention that because it's not really that much of a part of my lesson, and and as I've gone back through it, I've noticed a couple of things, you know, in a a spot or two, I've got this word or that word kind of bolded and capitalized, and I'm thinking, really, you know, throughout, I should have carefully do all. It should be, those should be capped and bolded, and, you know, because that's really the message. So I'm telling you, before we get started, that's the lesson, right? So have those things in our mind as we go through this. I know as I go back and read these uh, particular, this particular group of verses that it encourages me. Um, you know, uh, as I read those things, you know, I feel God's embrace. I feel God's love for me. And I'm reminded of His victory. Uh, I'm reminded of His purpose for me. Uh, that he's adopted me because of this salvation, um, we see that as we go through those verses, this is kind of like a cap. Be strong and courageous. Know God's word and meditate on it. Carefully do all. See, I probably should have all that cap. That's in it. Um, so, you know, this is that formula. This is the content of, of those verses that we just read. That's the bullet points for those. So I'm going to go down and we're going to look at some of the things that would take us there that support these ideas, where we find these other things. And as we, you know, we go to Ephesians 6.11, we understand this idea of putting on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Um, you know we're being equipped uh, for this idea of being strong and courageous. Um, we see that being strong and courageous isn't necessarily something we do by ourselves. What's that look like? Romans thirteen twelve. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Uh, Uh, this idea of putting on the full armor of God, that means we got to put off the other stuff, right? He's telling us this is this idea of uh, putting to death the old man, putting on the new man, Uh, get rid of those old deeds of darkness. You know, if we're going to have this this attitude, this love and this fear, uh, looks like part one is to get rid of the old stuff, right? Get rid of the old stuff. Alright. right. Second Corinthians 6, 7 In the word of truth and the power of God by the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left. Um, there's a kind of a group of these verses that put in mind, when I think of weapons in both hands, uh, that's, that's busy. Right? If you thought of a soldier with weapons in both hands, <laughs> is he busy? Is he busy soldiering? That is a busy fellow. By the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left. All right. Uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, 8. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. When we think of, you know, this idea of faith and love and this hope, um, these are fuel uh, for those of us that have seen that adoption, embraced that adoption. It, this is fuel for us to adopt these ideals. You know, that, that hope of salvation that we see is really something that you can embrace and have if you adopt that attitude if you adopt that love, and if you adopt that fear, if you make that who you are, part of who you are. You know, or this formula for success as a Christian, you drop one of those off and see what happens. Drop, you know, let some of that fall on the ground and see what happens to that confidence or that hope that lets you be strong in these ways. And there again, these are things that he supplies. Uh... I shared with my wife one of the images that I had and I'll share that here in a minute. Uh, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that He may strongly support those whose heart is completely His. You have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will surely have wards. And you know, he's talking to the people there. You know, they've not done what they should do so the message though do you think god's different than he was all right for the eyes of the lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his do you think he knows if your heart's completely his he does Uh, do you think he quit doing this a long time ago or do you think he still does this who believes in the providence of God and that He acts in our lives. Why do we pray? Why do we ask for things? Because we believe that He's doing stuff for us, right? This image in my mind, that the eyes of the Lord uh, move to and fro throughout the earth, that He may strongly support those whose heart is completely His. Does that give you comfort to go through your day? Only if you're completely His, and you know it. Only if you've got that attitude, that love, and that fear of Him, that respect toward Him. Right? But if you've got those things, if you've embraced that, can you have that? And can you go around with the confidence that He is actively looking to strongly support you? To protect you. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. I love these verses. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people from this time forth and forever. Y'all think this has changed? Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I think most of y'all are familiar with this story. And I read, when I read, when we see that the Lord opened the eyes of a person through the Scripture, you know, we know uh, when uh, Balaam was allowed to basically see the angel that the donkey saw or the mule saw, right? Uh, that was a powerful moment. When I see that they could see the angel at the threshing floor after he destroyed 70,000 in Israel in three days because of David's sin of numbering the people. When I think of that image, you know, somebody's eyes open to see what's real, to see these eternal things, the angel, you know, this eternal world that's out there that we don't really see with our physical eyes, this spiritual eternal world that's been created for us to spend eternity in. When somebody opens those eyes, what happened when he saw what he saw there? You'd think he was scared of the bad guys over there anymore? <laughs> probably not and so when we embrace this image when we adopt this attitude this love and when we adopt this respect for him and we know that this is who he is for us and we know that we can have this hope of salvation uh, what uh, what's gonna what's gonna ruin your day then What's going to get you kind of in a, there's not much, right? It's going to support you. This is going to help you be successful. This is going to help you move forward to serve Him no matter what comes. Um, Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel 6.22. And this is him talking about, you know, this is after the fact. My God sent His angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before Him and also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. If you're completely His, remember that verse from a few minutes ago? If you're completely His, uh, what do you have to fear, right? What do you have to fear? Um... If you're not, you know, that's what these lessons are for. We want to think about it and get that corrected, right? Um, but, you know, I thought about the weapons in two hands, and my wife may be embarrassed when I tell the story. <laughs> She's already smiling. All right. And I was telling her, I was trying to think. I I learn with these mental images, right? Um, and, you know, you, you mess yourself up when you watch these movies or whatever, but uh, one of the Star Wars movies, you know, the uh, the fighters would have a little bubble come over them and, you know, the bubble was protecting them and they were still a fighting away, you know. And so I kind of thought of that, you know. So it's not like you've got this bubble around you or you've got his wings around you and you're just hunkered down and just waiting for all the bad to go, right? He's got me. You know, that's not really the image, is it? It's two-handed wide open and I'm protected by the Lord no matter what happens. Whew, I'm good, right? That's really the image, right? That's, that's what a soldier of the Lord's supposed to look like. That's what we're supposed to look like as we go about day to day in our lives as Christians. And does that always happen? No. And And what is it? Is it a failure on God's part that makes us not those people? Okay, so pretty much he's offered this adoption. He's offered this hope. He's offered this Ability to be confident and people of peace and joy. He's offered all that to us, uh, but if we fail to adopt that attitude, if we fail to adopt that love and we fail to adopt that respect and we fail to be completely his, then guess what? We we drop the ball, right? Uh, But we're supposed to be that wide-open two-handed soldier, not worried about it, out there doing it and happy about it. And when we're not that, uh, we're not being successful, right? We're not the successful soldier for the Lord that we're supposed to be. And as I read those verses, you know, uh, and remind myself that that's who I'm supposed to be and and why I'm supposed to be that person, makes me smile. With assurance of victory, these things I have spoken to you so that in me, you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. That's a pretty good confidence builder. 1 Corinthians 15, 24. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to, the, to, the God, and the, to God and Father. When he has abolished all rule and authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Those are two verses that tell me how this is going to work so that I can have some basic understanding that, you know, if I'm two-handed going at it and it kind of doesn't go like maybe I'm thinking it might or I want it to, uh, that... He's abolished death as well. Don't worry about it. He's still got it. There's no outcome basically for you that He can't handle, that He won't fix, if you are completely His. There it is. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on His throne. Now. When you get a mental image of he who overcomes as a soldier of Christ, is it that hunkered down guy who's just waiting for it to all be over? Is that the image of this guy right here who's going to get to do this right here? It's really not, you know. So, you know, as we look at this and we look at these verses, it reminds us of who we're supposed to be and where these rewards are found and uh, should give us the confidence to be those folks without fear, or with fear of Him, but without fear of these things here, right? So, uh, Revelation 17, 14, These will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, because He is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are the called and chosen and faithful. Those are those that are completely His again. Um, that's good stuff. Romans 8. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Just as it is written, For your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, that's powerful stuff. We're not just going to conquer. We can overwhelmingly conquer. That's what, that's, I mean, that's pretty good stuff, right? Why? Because I'm convinced. He, you know, if I want to be like Paul that wrote this right here, is Paul convinced Did he live like somebody who was convinced? Convicted? Committed? Completely his? Somebody who had the right attitude, the right love, and the right fear? Is, he, is that, that how Paul operated? And if I want to be convinced and I want to overwhelmingly conquer... What's going to whoop us? I think the message is nothing. All right, this is another part. So, why do I need to know God's word? Well, it's commanded, it's wise, and it's part, of course, of this formula that we find in Joshua. We want to succeed. Here's some verses that uh, go back and support this idea. Buy truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. 1 Timothy 4.13 Until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture to exhortation and teaching. 2 Timothy 2.15 Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. James 1, therefore putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility receive the word implanted which is able to save your souls but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty and abides by it not having become a forgetful hear but an effectual doer this man will be blessed in what he does and you know, it's like uh, it's almost like God knows us when He's writing this stuff. You know, because what happens? And not merely hearers. Why are we merely hearers? Because we've deluded ourselves. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be holed up at my house, and I'm gonna know all this stuff, and I'm gonna just spend all my time there. I'm gonna be kind of hunkered down there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here, and I'm gonna study, and I'm gonna know the word, but not going to do it. And why am I not going to do it? Because I've deluded myself to believe that 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 do, that carefully do all, doesn't include do. Right? Uh, Because do, that's that's one of the hard parts, right? That love part. God's Word is beneficial. Uh, Psalm 1-1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. He prospers. This is that formulas for success lesson. Uh, We want to succeed. We want to prosper. This is what we do. And when I think about this, alright, this is the guy that's not, you know, he's making some choices, right? He's making some choices. And as he's hiding out at his house all day, meditating day and night on the Word and not really doing anything, then he gets all this, right? He's that guy. No. No. You know, when you're meditating on His Word day and night, you're meditating on it while you're in the, the little two-letter two word, the do word. When you're out there doing, you're meditating on it so you don't mess it up. <clears throat> John eight thirty one. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed Him, If you continue in My Word, then you are truly disciples of Mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Colossians 1, nine. For this reason also since the day we heard of it we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. This is all part of how it works. Um, being filled with the knowledge of His will in spiritual wisdom and understanding. Um, So that we might bear fruit in every good work, right? Increasing in the knowledge of God. God's word has purpose. Uh, Isaiah 55, 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bear and sprout and furnishing seed, to the sower and bread, to the eater, so will my word be which uh, goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner for which I sent it. This word has purpose. Um, We know that the purpose is our salvation we should adopt that purchase that purpose for ourselves and move forward in it and knowing his will for us and knowing his purposes and lining ourselves up with his purposes and not our own is part of this formula first Timothy 4:4, for everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude for it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. And pointing out these things to the brethren, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished, nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound doctrine which you have been following. Um, you know, this idea of receiving it with gratitude, you know, we talk about that first part. You know, there's an attitude that we adopt, right? And... The next part, he's talking about something that you do. And pointing out these things to the brethren, you'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus. So, as we teach and as we do, um, we see that that's a big part of accomplishing what his purpose is, right? That we've got to do those things, that his word has purpose, and us following is part of it. Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there again, you know, if you're going to have weapons of righteousness in your right hand and your left, that would be a good one to have in there. And here we are at this idea of carefully do all Um, You know, when we go back and see that in Joshua 1-7, it will remind you of this verse here in Revelations 22-18. I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life, and from the holy city, which are written in this book. And really, I mean, uh, to me, when I think about this kind of uh, warning, I guess, if you will, it it goes into two parts of that statement, you carefully do all. um, You know, that all kind of seems to talk to me about this idea of you know, not letting any of it drop on the ground because we respect him, we respect his authority, we fear him. And it also kind of goes back to the careful side um, that we're, that we have an attitude to uh, adopt these things. We have a, a sober attitude towards uh, the things that we see. It's not a, uh, it's not casual, it's not lackadaisical, it's not lazy, um, it's not indifferent, apathetic. Um, when we talk about that careful as it comes out, this is that Strong's, uh, as we found that you know word repeated in the passage in Joshua, um, I think I've kind of mistyped that. I think it was supposed to say to protect, uh, attend, be aware, be circumspect, Take heed, keep, mark. It's probably autocorrect, got me. Look narrowly, preserve, regard, reserve, save, wait, watch. Uh, that's, that's part of this. Um, so, how many examples do we have in Scriptures of those that were careless with God's Word? We have a lot of them. Um, it's easy for those to come to mind is it likely that carelessness will lead to a statement that says, well done, good and faithful ser- servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord? Um, you know, that lazy, lackadaisical, you know, if, if that basically if we're the opposite of these things, um, if we don't make that a part of our attitude towards Him, um, You know, when I pick out some of those words, you know, this idea of preserving. um, You know, when we look at the culture today, you know, what's cool is to basically abandon things, you know. Not to preserve, but to be progressive. Let's move on to the next thing. Let's don't protect those things. Uh, Let's don't be circumspect you know, let's don't be thoughtful, let's be careless and move ahead or whatever, you know, no matter what's out there. Um, you know, this idea of keeping, reserving, saving, watching, you know, those, that, none of that stuff's cool, you know. Deuteronomy six seventeen: you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and His testimonies and His statutes which He has commanded thee. Deuteronomy twenty six eighteen. The Lord has today declared uh, you to be His people, a treasured possession, and He promised you, and that you should uh, the possession that He's promised you, and He should that you should keep all His commandments. And you know these things are conditional. First uh, John five three. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. You know, this idea of doing, carefully do all, um, you know, I think of that do in the middle as, you know, why do we do that? Why, you know, the, this idea of doing, if we, if we read the definition of love as we find in Scriptures, it's an active thing. It's a doing thing. And he's saying that uh, the love of God, love towards God is defined basically by doing what he says so kind of going back to the first remembering you know going uh, in terms of review when I when I read Joshua 1:7 it rem- it reminds me that the old law came from God and Moses and was his chosen uh, vessel to deliver that law so it's it's telling us that this stuff comes from God uh, and and Moses was where he chose to deliver it, right? And so when I look at the new law, First uh, Ephesians 1.20, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. So, um, you know, we start in the Old Testament. We read those things. We get our formula for success uh, for our lesson today there. But we see that submitting to Christ in all things, that if we carefully do all, that's the same message found in the New Testament. Uh, we went back through those verses, talked about the New Testament verses that uh, support that same idea, that same formula. Uh, we see that this idea of, of uh, attitude and love and respect and fear, those things are the same things taught by Christ, taught in the New Testament. And if we adopt those things, we can have success as Christians. You know, those promises were made to Joshua and a uh, Moses and a physical people to Abraham. Those promises were made about a physical kingdom. um, And they were supposed to do those things so that they could maintain those physical promises that they got, right? All right. The same things exist for us in these spiritual promises. Our spiritual ambition to go to heaven uh, through the adoption that's been offered to us comes kind of the same way. You know, the message that we find from Jesus, this idea of being strong and courageous, that we're to know God's Word and meditate on it, and that we're to carefully do all that's in it, that's the message of the New Testament. That's the message to us. That's how we succeed as Christians. Uh, That's always been the formula. That's always been God's formula for success for those that... uh, wish to be pleasing to him that wish to be completely his so i guess the invitation this morning would be you know have you adopted that attitude and have you adopted that love and have you adopted that fear and respect uh... for his authority for who he is uh... and have those things been manifest in your life you know have you been baptized in obedience uh... his command as to how to become a member of um, his army, you know, to be a a citizen soldier in his kingdom, you know, if you want to be doing this battle with both hands and with his protection, um, you know, have you done that? And if you have done that and you've kind of fallen short of those things, um, would you like to have the... Uh, prayers and help of the saints here and what we would offer is uh, this invitation if you feel subject to it and would like to come forward and have our help uh, we'd ask you to do that while we stand and sing the songs been selected.